good to see you guys. And uh, I know that uh, you're, you're in for an exhilarating uh, next couple of days. And I want to thank Commissioner Sankey and, and his staff uh, for always any event that the Southeastern Conference puts on, whether it's a game, an event like this, uh, an opportunity for our student athletes to visit and grow in the ways that they provide for our student athletes. It's always done with a stamp of excellence. And um, I'm, I'm honored to be here today. Uh, I'm honored to be part of the Southeastern Conference. And I appreciate the work that Greg and his entire staff put on to pull something off like this. I always want to thank the media as well. I think there are uh, a number of ways that you look at the platform that you guys help our student athletes and provide them opportunities to tell their story. You look at the competition side and the sport of football for us for three and a half hours on a Saturday. There's so much more to being a student athlete. And you guys have done such a terrific job on covering our league, on making sure that the stories are told. And, and I commend you for that. And I, and I hope that you keep it up because it's ways that changes our kids' lives, and a lot of times you are the story that gets that out there, and I appreciate that. You look at, for us, going into 2019, our football team, and the way that we're made, the way that uh, our team is, is built, uh, it starts for us within our locker room with the culture that we have set, the culture and the leadership, the ability to take guys our roster is made up of 117 guys from all over the country. We've got three guys here today, student athletes, and they've all got different stories. One is a transfer quarterback, Kelly Bryant, who's going into his last season. One is from Kearney, Missouri, Kale Garrett, who will leave as one of the best linebackers ever to play the game at Mizzou. And then one is from Dallas, Texas, Demarcus Acey. I'm proud of the way that these guys have led our team, but they're just a small group of, of who we are. But you look at the things that this group has done on the, the off-season workouts, the way since our last bowl game, when it concluded in late December, they've decided to raise the bar on who we want to be and how we're going to go do it. And the culture of our entire organization is going to be our edge as we get into the 2019 season. I love my staff and I love our team. I think you look at the way that we've spent time, we've committed to time spent with our players and our student athletes on the personal development side of it, on the personal development side of moving our program forward. Our team has embraced that. We're all aligned with the same vision and direct approach on how we can be our best throughout our habits, our preparation. It's called, for us, the winning process of how we go about things. I'm fortunate that the staff that we have, it's the best group that I've, that I've ever been around. And I don't like to get into a lot of comparisons, but I look at the group and the experience that they bring to the table. I'm fortunate that I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of guys that are like-minded and they're, they're there to serve our kids. You look at the organization and the culture that we've got, not only our assistant coaches, but our recruiting department, our academic staff, strength and conditioning, sports medicine, uh, the Mizzou-made program, it makes us who we are. The look at the idea of our opportunities right now as coaches or leaders, 
we're teachers and we've got an opportunity to take our young team and develop and mold them in three, four or five years and turn them out to the real world uh, as better persons, better dads, better husbands, better fathers. That's my job, that's my role and I embrace it every day to have the opportunity to do that. I'm honored and, and humbled to be the coach of the Missouri Tigers, this group specifically on the work that we have done and we're going to do moving into the 2019 season. We've got great momentum. You look at the things that we've accomplished off the field, we've got the highest GPA that a Mizzou football team's ever had in back-to-back -back semesters. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the work that they've done. You look at the opportunity that we had over 50 guys with above a 3.0 GPA. Okay, that doesn't happen overnight. It happens because you recruited the right kids, they're bought into the program, they're willing to follow the direction and they do it together with each other. The idea of the concept of we over me, we talk about it all the time in our program, about our culture not just being the people on our team, it's also the people who influence or touch all the people on our team. Our organization is so much bigger than myself, we understand that we've got an opportunity with this platform to represent somebody and something a lot bigger than ourselves. The state of Missouri, the fans, who I'm so thankful for, the folks that have built Mizzou football into what it is today, it's our job to take that and continue to move forward along with the winning process. You look at the scope of what our team and how it's made up of, you know, I'm proud of the opportunity with the momentum that we have coming off of last year, the carryover of our habits, the ways those, the vision, the way that they look from day to day on the operations on how we function. They've developed into the concept and the opportunity just to be focused on being the best them. Be the best version of yourself and we focus and spend a lot of time talking about that. The depth of our team, if you look up front, it's built um, on the line of scrimmage, on both the offense and defensive line. We've got three guys on the offensive line in Yasir Durant, Tristan Castillo, and Trevor Sims, who've played more snaps than anybody in our league as close to that. They've got an opportunity to leave their mark on Mizzou. Could take a number of guys in, into this arena and would be very proud of what they represent and what they stand for. If you move outside of the line of scrimmage on the offensive side, Jonathan Johnson is 800 yards away from being our all-time leading receiver at the University of Missouri. That means something. Well, those guys do it collectively together. We've got a really good group of eight returning starters on offense. We've got five to six on defense, kind of whichever way that you look at it. But it's a group with experience that looks forward to carrying the momentum that we have and the opportunity that's in front of us with a challenge of our league and the way that it starts and the schedule lays out. The way that the team transformed over the offseason, they took an opportunity when we were dealt some information from the NCAA and they took that as an opportunity and a life lesson for us. Okay, for me as a leader of the group, okay, life is not fair. Okay, if for us, as you look at it, okay, what do you control? And any amount of time spent thinking on that, the what ifs, then you get off of the focus and the habits that it takes to be the successful person that we need to be and the successful team that we're going to be. We don't control any of that. Okay, so what we focused on is controlling our attitude and having absolutely zero excuses. 
Again, our culture has stood the test of time with this, and it will be our edge. We didn't have one player on our entire roster enter the portal system. I'm proud of that. That means that our kids are invested in wanting to be student athletes at the University of Missouri. You talk about the experience and the leadership throughout our locker room and throughout our program. Everybody's got a story on how they ended up at Mizzou, but collectively together, they're excited about leaving their mark on our program and taking the Mizzou brand and continue to move it forward. So it'll be a very, very rewarding experience when you look at a locker room and the way that our group is made up. It doesn't matter where you're from or what your last name is. It doesn't matter the experiences that you've had. It shapes who we are, the work, the preparation, the foundation that we have built during that time. We've got an opportunity, and it's one of the most beautiful things when a team gets aligned in their vision and their beliefs. We've got an opportunity to do that now that we're looking at, in a very short order, about 47 days kicking this season off. So I'm thankful to be here, excited about this group, and at this time, we'll open up for any questions that we've got in the room. All right, thank you, Coach Odom. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Amanda, Jordan, and Sarah will get a microphone to you. Jordan, if we can come down here front. Again, if you'll please stand, give your name and affiliation. We'll start over here on the left with Bob. Hey, uh, hey Barry, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that how you doing? I'm good, Bob. Um, good to see you. Hey, good to see you. I want to ask about Kelly Bryant. What do you think was the key to getting him to Missouri? How's he fit in? What, what is he going to bring to the table for you? I think when Kelly stepped on campus for his official visit, we saw an interaction between him and our team in the locker room, and there was a natural fit. I think that was important. I've learned that he's a very selfless person. Low, low ego, but one of the best competitors I've ever been around. So that fit with who we are as a program and an organization. He also looks at the opportunity when you look at the makeup of the guys returning on that side of the ball, um, on stepping in and the quarterback position. You know, he's going to make some mistakes. All quarterbacks do. We need 10 guys around him to play really well. But also the fit that he had when he was on campus, you know, there's times that through the recruiting process, you can tell the story over and over, over the phone or through graphics and pictures. But then you get a kid on campus, you get a prospect on campus, and they see what we have. They see the structure, the culture, the ownership of our team with our players. Everybody that touches them, they know that they're going to have success. They give, we give them the platform to go be successful, and guys want to be part of that. They see it. They're attracted to it, and it was a very, very natural fit. Hey, Coach, we'll go all the way in front of us, all the way towards the back. Connor O'Gara, Saturday Down South. Coach, you, you talk about Kelly and his impact. What, what's, what are your overall thoughts on the, the transfer portal, just having gone through kind of a full year of this thing? Yeah, the, the thing with um, how you build your roster, and you know, it's, it's unique for every situation. And in, in, in our opinions at Mizzou, the ways that you always want to try to imp you want to improve your your roster through recruiting in, in every area and well how do you how do you build that okay the approach of grad transfers of of high school junior college how is how is your program built you've got to make sure and we do from uh, the inside out that it's built that we're all in for Mizzou I don't want a situation where a guy steps in that doesn't fit with the the culture of who we are and doesn't want to do it the Mizzou way because then the experience that they have won't be what they're looking for. So the ways through the transfer portal, I think we've been very, very 
um, open to finding out how it's going to fit, how does it work, you know, what the opportunities are there, but also there's more time that I need before I have a firm belief in, yeah, this is a great thing or not. I also, I look at the experiences for student athletes, you know, for them, in the short window they've got to be a student athlete, a college student athlete, I want it to be the best experience it can be for that kid, okay? And, you know, fortunate, we are in, in the, the category that we haven't had guys leave. They've wanted to be at Mizzou. Um, is that going to change? I'm, I'm sure it will over time that, that we'll have a player leave and enter the portal. But right now, it's too early for me to stand and, and say uh, exactly how I feel the, the good or the bad with that. I know we've got to be really, you know, you've got to be open and, and really study on what's out there and what's available because the roster management just has increased. The time that you spend on that has increased so much with those opportunities. Okay, we'll stay in the center section. Coach, right in front of me, all the way in the back. Hey, hey Barry, Brooks Cabina from The Advocate in Baton Rouge. Uh, following up on that, I mean, you, you mentioned the time you spend on, uh, you know, looking through transfer portals and things like that, roster management and building. Just, just how much time do you dedicate to that? And how, you know, whenever you looked in that, obviously, with Kelly Bryant coming in, I mean, how, how much time do you dedicate? Or maybe that's something you go with your staff. How do you, how do you manage that? Well, I think every, every coach that's here today would have different ways that they run their program. And, you know, we're, Mizzou is not unique in as much as our recruiting department. We've got a couple of guys designated in, in that area that, that help us out on, on all the different aspects of recruiting. And, and this has become one of them. So the amount of time that you spend recruiting, you know, it's day-to-day -day, uh, attention to, to every aspect of recruiting, but also to have the idea of how you project the players at your position on your current roster, and then is in an immediate need that could step in and help us through the transfer process. I think it's different for every team, and uh, ours, we've, we've been able and been very fortunate to hit on guys that have come in and help us uh, with immediate needs. Okay, other questions, please raise your hand. We'll get a microphone. We'll go right up here, up front, left. Drew Yarman, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Coach, you transitioned from defensive coordinator to head coach. For, for, this is your fourth season. How has your philosophy changed, and what have you learned and how, now that you've set the culture for your organization as a head coach to, to put your stamp on Missouri football? Well, you look at, you're always learning from your experiences. And fortunately or unfortunately, there, you, you take some hits along the way and you learn from it. Okay, you want to you make sure that the things that you do, you don't go back and make that mistake again. The things you did well, you want to find out the reasons why and continue to move it forward. I think the self-evaluation and critique is really, really important. And that's another reason I'm so thankful for our staff is because we have open, honest conversations in our staff room and, you know, I don't have all the answers, but together collectively, we find out the best answer for our team in, that, in the staff room, and we walk out the door, we're all on the same page. That's helped me more than anything. I also look at the coordinators on both sides, Derek Dooley on offense, Ryan Walters on defense. We've got a comfort level that we're playing smart football together, and we understand, you know, the times on, on how we're playing offensively or defensively. There's give and take on both, but together, you know, it's got a, there's, there's staff harmony that we have right now in our room that, that makes us a better football team. Coach, we'll go over on our left side, about midway back. There's a microphone. 
John Adams, USA Today, Tennessee Network. Uh, Barry, you mentioned about the transfers. Nobody transferred. Back in February, you were upset with some SEC schools coming after your players. Why do you think it played out the way it did with everybody staying? Well, I think there's a number of reasons why it did. I think, number one, the leadership of our team inside the locker room by our players. You look at the things that they've done together, the investment they have with each other, the brotherhood, the love, and the care for each other. I think they drew a line in the sand and said, this is what we're going to do in 2019 as a team together, and they stood by it. It's a close, close group, and I think those opportunities that were presented to us are going to help us as we get down into the fall, into the season. Okay, we'll have another one back up front here with Bob on the second row. Hold on, Bob, we'll get you a microphone. Hey, Barry, I wanted to ask a follow-up on Kelly Bryant. As a former defensive coach, what do you think makes him, you know, a problem for defenses? And also, you, you, you've got Jonathan Nance, a former Arkansas player. How, how's he fitting in? What kind of season are you expecting from him? Yeah, I think you always, as a coach, you, you want to be a, a, a great teacher. That's, that's our job, is, is to be tremendous educators and put our kids in position to play well and use their skill set. So Kelly's skill set at the quarterback position allows us an opportunity in the things that he's been able to do uh, in the vertical passing game, the intermediate passing game, play action, moving the pocket, but also some quarterback run that will, will help our team out. That's also his growth as a quarterback, as I saw from practice one to 15, the things that he was able to do that we have done previously in our offense, he has a really good grasp of that. So it allows a lot of different things that you have to defend from a defensive standpoint. And I think every quarterback obviously is a little bit unique and different, but Kelly has got a skill set that through, through the air or, or on the ground, he's gonna be able to help us and gain an advantage in a number of different ways from that position. You asked about Jonathan Nance, who is a transfer, uh, plays wide receiver. He was able to start school in January, uh, went through uh, winter conditioning program, and, and then spring practice. And right now, if we, if we lined up uh, in the depth chart and started practice tomorrow, he'd be one of the starters at, at the wide receiver position. We've got a number of guys battling for, for those jobs, but he did a nice job understanding the scheme of, of what we're trying to do offensively. And by the end of spring, he was able to play to his speed because he understood the concepts and what we were asking out of the play. Additional questions for Coach Odom, please raise your hand. We'll get a microphone to you. All right, we'll go back up to Bob. Jeez, Barry, I can't believe more people aren't asking you questions, but. Bob, we can go outside and this, you and I sit down and talk. If you want. Whatever you want to do, man, it's, it's your deal. But um, as far as, for what, for what I've read, you, it's going to probably be late this month when Missouri's administration kind of gets their hearing with the NCAA. Um, how optimistic are you that you guys are going to get the postseason ban lifted and just kind of what's the, well, what's it like having to wait for that? What's it like for you and the players? Well, the, the thing I talked about it with the, the momentum we have going in our program, the amount of time that we would spend uh, on any of those thoughts, Bob, really it doesn't do anything for us beneficially to, to move our program forward. It's wasted. It's out of our control, wasted thoughts. Now, you look at the opportunity on when that's going to come about. 
we don't know. We anticipate that, that hopefully uh, we'll get some closure soon. I am th thankful for the way that, that our administration has approached it. I'm thankful for our legal counsel and the way that they've helped and assisted and then an outside counsel. I also look at, you know, it was a very aggressive approach, but also with respect. And then the way that the course goes, uh, you know, we'll find out and, and come to closure with it one way or the other uh, in, the, in the near future. And, and the way that I handle that with my team will be uh, just like I have everything else, very direct, open and honest in, in where we're going, what the opportunities are, and how we're going to move past it. Okay, we'll go right down in front, third row. Christopher Walsh, Bama Central. The recruiting schedule, the way that it's, the calendar's changed, and now there's so much in the summer months. Do you like the changes that have happened, or would you like to see it go back a little bit to the way it was? Well, it's, uh, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth and try not to give you coach talk. But, you know, the month of June, this, this kind of disappeared. I mean, you've got this, you, it's June 1st, you've got official visits, you've got camps, you've got your own kids on campus. Um, it, it, it's flown by. Uh, it has also worked really well for the University of Missouri at this time. The momentum that we have, we've got a new uh, building being constructed. We're going to move into next week in our south end zone of our stadium. So the recruits that came on campus in June were, get, were able to go through that. And that is, is something that for us, for the student athlete experience, it's been a game changer for us. And I'm excited about that. They also get to see the investment that, that our, our fans have in, in making Mizzou football uh, a place and an experience that, that they want to be a part of. But also with the early signing in December for us, now that's, that's become the signing date. And then, so the calendar has sped up. I, I hope we don't speed it up anymore. I think we need to, to get a grasp and, and uh, kind of continue to evaluate what's best for everybody involved, from the, from the college coach to the prospect to the high school coach and all the families that, that are in, uh, involved with that. Coach, we'll go over to our left, second row. Tom. Hey, coach, Tom Murphy, Arsenal Democrat Gazette. Uh, I wanted to get your take on the SEC East. If I, if I remember this, I think the East beat the West last year head-to-head. -head. So your analysis of the division, if you think you guys are, should be a contender this season. Well, I think the, the opportunity, it's the greatest league in, in college football, the SEC. So you look at the opportunities that we have, um, and you know, we, we've got to go play our best game on August 31st, and everybody's going to be mad at this answer. Okay? But I look at if we are our best, okay, if I, if I do the job that I'm supposed to do in our habits and our preparation and our training and our mental approach, and it all matches up and aligns on the process that we need to have to play our best, then hopefully we get into the month of November that Commissioner Sankey mentioned earlier, and he is right. We've changed every calendar in our building. Every month is November because we've had success in that month. But hopefully we get to that point and we're in the conversation of having a chance to continue to play. I will stay on the left, front row, Jimmy. Jimmy Hines, Sports Radio, Knoxville. Coach, how would you evaluate the job Derek Dooley did in his first year as offensive coordinator? He was a great fit for us. Um, was able to put together on that side of the ball with the offensive staff, put together a scheme that allowed our kids to, to use their skills and also play with confidence. He's done a tremendous job recruiting, and he also sees the big picture because he was a, a previous head coach. He's been good for me because I've been able to bounce ideas off of him and, and ask 
and he's been uh, very open and honest about his answers and things that he had success with, things that if he had a chance to do again, how he would approach it differently, and that's been good for us. It's been good for our organization. He's done a great job developing relationships within the team, and I'm thankful that uh, we've got him back for another year. Coach, we're going to the left side all the way in the back. Hey, Barry. Blake Topmeyer, Knoxville News Sentinel. Uh, I think your coaching staff has uh, seven black assistant coaches. I think that might be the most in the SEC. How much do you keep diversity in mind when constructing your staff? Well, you look at I – want, I want the best coach, mentor, leader um, that we can have for our kids. And the approach of, of having diversity within our locker room and our staff and – the ideas of putting the right guys in the right spots for to lead our program and our team, uh, that's what I'm focused on. And I, I think we've got a tremendous staff of, of everybody that we've got in our room and in our entire organization. The ego is really, really low. We care about serving our kids the right way. And I'm thankful that I've got an opportunity to be the head coach with this group. Coach, we'll stay over here on our left side about midway. I'm Peter Baugh, The Athletic. Um, when you look at DeMarcus AC, what's the biggest change you've seen in him from the day he stepped on campus freshman year? Yeah, DeMarcus has, has made progress every year. Uh, the experience has helped him a great deal and learning from those experiences. Um, there's times that he's played at a really, really high level and has lost focus and had to rebound and come back to it. I think mentally he's in a better position. This, the, the grind of a game on what it takes to play that position, I think he's in, in a much better spot now. This because he's been in the battles. He understands it. I look forward to, to him having a great year for us. Hey, Coach, we'll go over on the right side, but almost all the way in the back. Please stand if you can. Mike Griffith, AJC Dog Nation. Coach, during the offseason, I know there was some talk about other programs maybe approaching some of your players. Is that something you brought up with the league office? And how much of an issue could that be with the transfer portal as far as other programs actively recruiting from within other programs? Well, we've got within, within our conference, the leadership, uh, William King and, and uh, Greg Sankey on, on all those issues. I think you know, one of the things that has, has helped in a lot of ways is we've got open dialogue and open communication. And those, those guys in, in the leadership positions have assisted through all the different things that come across your desk. And uh, I appreciate the approach that, that we took collectively. But also, you know, it's, there's a number of things going through that we're always trying to make our game better. You know, the NCAA has got a number of things that, that legislatively we've got to decide on, but, but it's always discussions on, on how to make the game better, to move it forward. Uh, and I know, you know, the, the count of 85 scholarships, 25 on, on the hard signing, you know, those are all discussions that we've had. And I don't know that everybody or anyone has uh, exactly the perfect answer, but we're always moving and, and trying to make uh, our game uh, better in, in every area, and that, that would be one of them. All right, we'll take uh, one final question where we started, over here on the left. Bob? Hey, Barry, I wanted to ask you about the Fayetteville guys. You got three players from Fayetteville on your team. I guess uh, uh, Byers and Powell and Bannister. And I think Bannister's on scholarship now, right? Uh, could you talk about it? You maybe say something brief about each of those guys. Also, this is Kevin's uh, ninth year doing this. I was just wondering as a coach, 
Uh, how do you think he does? And does you know, how, how does he help make, make you feel comfortable and kind of run traffic control with this thing? I lost you there for a minute, Bob. I'm going to start with your first question. I don't know where it went from there. Um, <laughs> uh, Kill Byers is, will be a starter for us in some capacity on the defensive line. Has uh, had a tremendous offseason. He's up to 290, 295, runs really well, explosive player uh, that, that has made big plays for us. And so uh, he's got great versatility. He can play either the end spots or inside. So excited about the way that he's grown in our program. Barrett Bannister was, came to us as a walk-on uh, wide receiver and has earned a scholarship. Uh, made some huge third down catches for us last year in critical times. Uh, is exactly every day you get uh, the best Barrett Bannister that, that he can be. And he's done a tremendous job. And then Taylor Powell is uh, in, the, in the quarterback room and has developed, really had his best spring that we've seen thus far, uh, has continued to move his game forward, and he's going to end up helping us. Uh, all three are great teammates, and uh, they've done such a great job on being leaders, but also being tremendous guys to share a locker room with. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for your time. Thanks, guys.